Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am talking with Ruthie all about marketing and just stopping the scroll to save your sanity because as moms, we often feel like we're going crazy. And that's, yeah, that's the reality of it. So we are going to learn another tool to add to our toolbox to save our sanity because we need to save it. So with that being said, Ruthie, welcome into the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and I really am excited to talk about stopping the scroll today. You know, I have a background in marketing and I was a corporate marketing director for a retailer. And at one point, about three or four years ago, I was managing, I think, 17 different social media profiles and realized that I was spending way too much time on social media. But here's the thing, like, I still liked social media. I like to connect with my friends. I like to see what's going on. I like to watch funny reels. I actually don't even think reels were a thing at the time when this hit me. But what hit me was I had spent maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour scrolling, thinking that I was going to be like disconnecting and relaxing. And like, I'm just going to scroll for five minutes. And that turned into 45. Mm -hmm. And then I put my phone down and I realized I don't feel any better after that. I just gave away an hour of my life and I don't have an hour of my life to give away. But I was like seeking the thing, the validation, the one quote that was going to inspire me, the one funny meme that was going to entertain me, the one friend that I hadn't caught up with in a while. And so in that moment, I actually realized like I got to do something different because I can't not be on social media. I'm a marketing director. I use it for my business and my company's business. But how can we do this differently to stop the scroll and take back our energy? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited to dive into it. Oh my gosh. So, so good because yeah, we have all been there, you know, five turns into 45 and then you question, wait, why don't, why don't I have time to get anything done? And you really take that hard look at it and you realize, oh my gosh, I just spent an hour of my life glued to a little screen for what? Because yeah, you don't feel any better, but you can really use social media as a weapon or a tool. And I love that we're going to talk about this today and dive in. So you mentioned you have a corporate background. Um, Tell us a little bit more about yourself, like who you are and who you serve. Yeah. So I had a 15 year career in retail, uh, worked in retail merchandising, retail management for a long time and was given the opportunity to step into a corporate marketing role and basically was already working with the marketing team as part of the merchandising team, was already dabbling in kind of educating myself around marketing as part of a side hustle in first lifestyle blogging, then direct sales, then network marketing, many of the things many of us try And I was like just eating up content around branding and messaging and idle customers and effective marketing strategies and all the things, right? So our marketing director for the company I was working for at the time stepped down. I was given the opportunity to step into the role, literally told the CEO, I don't know what I'm doing, but I will figure it out. And I figured it out. And after a couple of years of figuring it out and teaching my team who I was bringing on as we were scaling and growing also to understand the fundamentals of marketing, I realized, you know, I used to kind of downplay that I was self-taught and I would like, you know, oh, I don't really know anything. I'm just self-taught. And then I was like, wait a second, 
if I can teach myself, I can teach other people this. And so in 2021, I pivoted my side hustle from network marketing into marketing coaching. And it's so funny because the content just poured out of me. It was like, oh my God, this is what I was meant to do. And so I left that corporate role in 2022. It's now, as we're recording this, been just one year since I stepped down and started my own agency, The Consistency Corner, um, where I support business owners with done-for-you content management, and then also done-with-you and education for new business owners to kind of learn those marketing fundamentals. You know, I see so many business owners, they start their business not to do marketing. And then they realize like, oh, but I have to do this. It's part of it, but I don't know anything about it. And what do I do? And one of two things happens. One, they either throw in the towel and say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. Or they hire somebody and oftentimes hire somebody who they're not ready for or is selling them something that they don't need yet. And they waste thousands of dollars and a lot of time on the wrong things. So my goal now with, you know, those kind of startup solopreneurs or entrepreneurs beginning to scale is to teach them the fundamentals so that they are not wasting time and money and like speed up those years that I spent teaching myself so that they can learn it faster and get going sooner. And one of those fundamentals that we're going to talk about today is that social media in and of itself is not a marketing strategy. It's a container for your marketing strategy. And I always tell people the analogy of that, like your coffee cup isn't coffee. It's a Mm -hmm. container for your coffee. And you could actually put coffee in a lot of different containers. And social media is the same way. It's one of the pieces of the puzzle. And I think in the beginning, we give it so much power and so much weight that it sucks our energy. And I don't want that to happen to us anymore. Oh my gosh, so many good things. And thank you for saying that because it is, it's a piece of the overall puzzle. I think oftentimes we just get the shiny object syndrome. We want the thousands upon thousands of followers and this, that, and the other. But the thing is, we don't own our social media platforms. And I think we forget that. But Recently, I can't tell you how many business owners I know that have had their accounts, you know, cloned or hacked or, you know, this or that or the other. And just the the frustration and anger because they don't have a list built on, you know, another platform that they own, you know, say a, a podcast or an email list, all of those things. And we're putting all of our eggs into one basket. So thank you yeah. for that reminder that social media is just one piece of the overall big picture strategy that we need. And two, I love your figure it out mentality because as business owners, truly we can figure anything out. We just discount our ability to do so. So really you can learn anything you just have to do. You have to then implement. I can't tell you how often people just are consume, 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 and they're not actually like implementing. And that's what business is. It's just about implementation and consistency. You know, you consistently implement the right strategies and boom, you'll see growth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that consistency, you know, consistency doesn't have to mean constant. That's one of the things that I always coach my clients on is that, you know, and let's say it's social media. Let's say you can post consistently one time a week. Okay, post one time a week. Because that's consistent. And what happens then is somebody hears about your business through word of mouth or they see you on a summit or they hear about you on a podcast or whatever it is. And then they go to the internet like we do and check you out. And you've Mm -hmm. got fresh content 
that you've been posting weekly for them to consume. And that's the thing is that so many people think like, I posted that post and it didn't work. Well, the the one post is not going to change your business. It's the compound effect of the content over time. And so many of us, especially in the beginning, we do rely on networking and word of mouth and referral. And that's where social media becomes a nurture tool for us to have content out there that people can consume when they learn about it or when they're ready to make a buying decision. You know, let's take an example of like a health and fitness coach. And I'll share the example in early 2023, I broke my leg, like crazy ice skating accident. I don't know why I was ice skating in Florida, but that's what we were doing. I fell and I broke my leg. And I'm gonna be honest, I gained like 20 pounds over the course of not being able to work out and like self-soothing with chocolate chip cookies and all the things. So then I'm like, okay, I can finally walk and I'm ready to like start an exercise program and a nutrition program. And so there are a couple different health and fitness coaches that I follow, people that I've connected with and know over the years. And so before I'm going to make a purchasing decision, I'm like binging their content. I'm going back to their social media or I'm going to their blogs and I'm reading all the content and deciding. So it's not like they put out that post three weeks ago and boom, it worked. It changed their business, but they put out three weeks worth of post. And then when I decided I was ready to make a decision, that content helped move me along in the purchasing journey. Oh, that right there is so good. Viewing it as a nurture tool because yeah, people are doing this. I've done that too. And Mm -hmm. if you and I are doing this, there are other consumers out there that are doing this with your content. So if you have that consistent content up there created, yeah, you're right. It's not constant. It is not that you have to be posting four times a day. That's not realistic. That's the worst strategy you can do because you'll end up burnt out and then you won't post at all. Yeah. So, And in fact, I will say with from the algorithms perspective, posting four times in one day and then going and ghosting for four weeks is actually a terrible thing to do because you're training the algorithm that you're inconsistent, that you can't be trusted. And now they're not going to show your content to anybody. So slow and steady wins the race here. A hundred percent. Yes. So that is such an, an important reminder to keep top of mind it's that consistency finding the time that works for you finding the frequency that works best for you because if you're setting yourself up with these unrealistic expectations it's not going to work especially as a mom i mean you're busy enough as it is it's not going to be sustainable because it is a long game and you're right we are training the algorithm to look for those consistent patterns Yeah. So So let's get into that. Like when you are a busy mom and like you don't have the time to spend and you realize you're giving away your time and you're giving away your energy to these platforms. I want to share kind of three tips that can help. Um, And then I've actually got a five day challenge to help you with this that we'll talk about, but I'm going to share three tips from it. And the first one is on your Mm -hmm. phone, go to your screen time app and look and see how much time you're spending on social media. No judgment, no judgment at all, but just be aware. And then the next step is to set a goal to lower it. And if that means like you've been spending three and a half hours on Instagram, hello, me, like I'm I'm there sometimes. Let's lower it to 90 minutes. Like I'm not saying don't get on the platform. I'm not saying don't use it, but let's 
set limits and, you know, you can use things like timers. You can set app limits on your phone. I had a friend share a really fun tip where she put all of her social media apps into a folder on her phone and she named the folder time sucks. And so she's like, every time I go to open that folder, I'm reminding myself, do you really want to do this? And that can help you lower that total number. But it starts with just being aware of how much time you really are, because if you're doing it in five and 15 minute increments here and there, it maybe doesn't seem like that much, but it adds up, right? Oh my gosh. So true. And awareness is truly the first step to change. You know, you can't change a problem until you're actually aware that you have a problem and you are so right, especially those five, 10 minute little sucks of time. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, well, I don't have time to add in something else. I don't have time to work in my work on my business. Well, no, you do. Because think about all those little times adding up throughout the day. And I love how she called it her time suck folder. Like that is genius. And I love that. So yeah, amazing. Because yeah, I like to use the um, like the app limits where it tells you like you've yeah. reached your limit for today. But the problem is, is you can override that. You can be like, okay, that's fine. Ignore. (laughs) But the time suck label, it's like, are you sure you want to do this? Um, So then, you know, thinking about that time that you actually do have or that you can get back, that takes us to our second step. And that step is creating before you consume. So, so often we tell ourselves, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to scroll. I'm going to scroll for inspiration. I'm doing market research. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Stop. That's not an income producing activity. It is not moving the needle forward. You're lying to yourself. So instead of that, before we can scroll, we're going to make sure that we have created some content. And in creating content, batching and scheduling, like it's a game changer because the way your brain works. And let's say you plan that you're going to share a quote post. Okay. So instead of sitting down and getting in Canva and creating a quote in Canva and writing a caption and researching hashtags and scheduling it, what if instead you pulled five quotes that you love, you made five graphics in Canva all at once, you sat down, then you wrote five captions And then you schedule those posts for the next five weeks. It doesn't take you five times longer to create five posts versus one because that batching and that efficiency with your brain. And I get it when the first time you batch, it can feel overwhelming. Like I always tell people it's normal to feel like this is a lot, but the more you do it, the more you'll get into a rhythm. So if the first batch means I'm going to create two quote posts. Okay, let's start with two. And the next time we do a batch, I'm going to create three. And then the next time I'm going to create four, but whatever it is, knowing that you've spent that time you've saved by scrolling less, creating, not just consuming. And then the more you create, the better your content gets. And I always tell everybody that okay content or even bad content is better than no content. Because you don't get any better by just looking at other people's content. You get better by practicing. And none of us are experts in the beginning. And that's okay. And, you know, eventually, if this is not something that brings you joy or it's not your zone of genius, this is something that you can outsource. But if today you're not in a place that you can do that, you have to at least start. Because if you start and you're getting the content pillars and the themes and the messaging out there, 
then when you are able to hand it off, there's a place for whomever is taking over for you to pick up and know what are the goals for your brand? What's the messaging? What are we trying to achieve here? Because all that stuff today is living in your head and creating content gets it out of your head and on paper so that your audience can consume it. Potential partners can consume it and help you improve it if that may be the case. Um, But none of that's going to happen from you just scrolling. Exactly. And you know what? It's a harsh reality, but it's one that we need reminded of. But if you make just that simple shift and create before you consume, so many things are going to get easier for you because, yeah, you're not getting inspiration by scrolling. Let's just stop telling ourselves that story. And really by focusing like you described, we stop task switching because our brains can't refocus that quickly. It's proven. It's science. There's research behind it. But when you take the approach like you just described, it makes you more efficient, which does what? That saves us time. So yeah, it's going to feel weird at first. It's going to seem kind of icky at first, but once you get into a routine, it makes life so much easier because then it takes the thought work out of it. And I love too how you said, you know, the, the more you create, it gets easier. You know, you have to start somewhere. A mentor of mine always said, you know, you have to put in your reps. C students still graduate. You're not going to get better if you're not actually putting content out there, if you're not actually putting in the reps. So do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do the gosh darn thing because it's in the doing that you will improve. And I thank you for sharing that because it is so, so important to remember. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing about planning and batching and, you know, scheduling your content ahead of time is if you pick a frequency that you can be consistent with, and let's say that is three times a week or two times a week or even four, and then a trend pops up that looks fun and you want to participate in, and it makes sense for your business. Like back in last fall, it was the little miss trend. Like everybody was doing little miss reels. And then it was the Barbie trend. Like if it makes sense for your business and it's fun, do it. But it's not like we're just chasing trends to chase trends because planning and scheduling your content ahead of time is using your content intentionally to move your business forwards. Trends are just trends. It's like painting your kitchen avocado green in the seventies. Like it was cool then, but it's not timeless. And it's certainly not going to like help you sell your house in 2023. But you could do it if you want to. And that's the thing about trends is like, if it's fun for you and you want to do it, do it. But don't hang your business on trends because that's not a sustainable business model or marketing strategy. Yes. Yes. You couldn't be more right because I love that analogy. And I grew up in a house that we had the avocado wall. We had the (laughs) orange shag carpet in the one room. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're fun. It's fun at the time, but it's not a sustainable strategy. So love it. So you have one more tip for us. Tip number three. So I kind of broke two and three up together. So two was create before you consume. And three was to plan your content and batch and schedule. And so using scheduling apps, like whether it's later, that's the one I use, Planoly, Plan app, even the Meta Business Suite Scheduler. You know, I know a lot of times as moms on the go, we think like, oh, I can just do everything on my phone. 
and you you can but you are more efficient if you can sit down with your laptop for 30 minutes and do that i promise you will get more done in that 30 minutes on your laptop being intentional than the like five minutes between things here and there on your phone. Um, and so just setting those business hours and setting that time. And like we talked about, if you add up those little five to 10 minute scroll sessions and lump them into the beginning of the day or the middle of the day, that becomes your batching time, your time that you can actually work to create. Um, and just start where you are, you know, it's like crawl, walk, run. If you're crawling and doing one thing, that's okay. Start there. You'll get better with time. You'll build momentum with time, but you got to start. And so I sum all of these tips up and have them um, in a five-day challenge on my website, which I'm sure Amy will link in the show notes, but it's at theconsistencycorner.com slash stop the scroll. So you'll get five days worth of emails with these tips, more details, and some other strategies to help you, you know, really take back your energy without sacrificing your marketing strategy with social media. Oh, that is so good. And you guys, if you were listening to this, sign up for that and implement what she's teaching you because Ruthie's a mom. She gets it. She does not have all these extra hours in her day. She is busy. So take what you're learning and implement that. Make these and strategies. I'll... Go ahead. Well, and I want to say too, and give yourself grace. If you don't get yeah. it perfectly the first time, that's okay. I developed this challenge literally three years ago and I still probably once a quarter have to like do it again myself because I do use social media for my, both my business and as a content um, manager for other businesses, I'm on it a lot. And they literally make these tools to get you to stay on them longer. Like that's the point of the tool. And so when I find myself like, my energy is drained. I'm scrolling too long. I see the little pop-up reminding me that I'm reaching my limit at 1030 in the morning. It's like, okay, it's time to go back and revisit those tools in my toolbox to stop the scroll. And it's okay if you don't get it right the first time, just, you know, stick with it and give yourself grace. Yeah. That, that's such an important reminder because I think so many times we're hard on ourselves. We try something mm -hmm. once and it doesn't work perfectly. So we give up on it. But mm -hmm. as a mom, I mean, think about how much frustration using these strategies can save you because let's face it, kids get sick. The unexpected happens. I mean, just yesterday morning, I had to take my daughter to the doctor. Well, you know, I already had systems in place, strategies in place, things scheduled. So guess what? My business went on, you know, because the unexpected will happen. It's not a matter of if it will happen. So let's just start working smarter, not harder, and stop the scroll to save your sanity. Yeah. Ruthie, this was phenomenal. And I do appreciate you taking the time out. In addition to um, the challenge freebie that you shared, where else are you? Where can we find you and get into your world? Yeah. Yeah. So I am the host of the Consistency Corner podcast, where I share marketing strategies and mindset tips for small business owners. And you know, it's funny because I share the mindset episode once a month and I bring on mindset coaches and guest experts, because I truly believe mindset is the base of everything that we do. And it doesn't matter how good your marketing strategy is. If you don't have the right mindset in place, it won't work. I mean, if we don't believe it will work, it won't work. So working on that mindset is so important. So the podcast is um, new episodes every single week at the Consistency Corner. And then I'm hanging out on Instagram, even though I'm trying to stop the scroll and spend less time over there. It is my platform of choice. So you can always DM me on Instagram at the Consistency Corner. Come say hi. 
I love it. Well, thank you, Ruthie, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us today. It is appreciated. Yeah. This, this was so much fun. I always love chatting with other mompreneurs. You know, when I had my son and we were chatting before we hit record that my son is seven. And when I had my son, I just had this like weird gut calling of like, I'm supposed to help other working moms. And like, I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing, but I looked around the internet and I saw a lot of stay at home moms crushing it. And I remember thinking, well, where are the moms who work? Because like, I wanted to work. I like work. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm a box checker achiever. But I wanted to be a great mom too. And I thought, gosh, you know, maybe like that's part of why I'm here. I'm meant to help other working moms somehow, some way, right? So as I've journeyed through my business and entrepreneurship, and when I started the Consistency Corner as an agency, I realized that, you know, I'm here to support other working moms, whether it's that I, they're my clients and I help them get some time and energy back or they're on my team and I'm giving them that um, employment opportunity mm -hmm. and that income that they can do on their own schedule and the freelance schedule. So I always love connecting with other mompreneurs and cheering you on and, and supporting each other. Oh my gosh. I love it because, you know, it can feel very lonely out there, but you're not alone and it can be hard to ask for help. But Ruthie's there. She's showing you help is available. So if this is just all overwhelming, reach out to her, get into her world because there are so many resources available for moms, especially moms running their businesses now. It is possible to have it all and you can do it. Yeah. All right. And I think that the mompreneur community is the best community. Like Me you too. want help, the mompreneur community has got your back. So absolutely. Exactly. It. Oh, I love it too. All right. Until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this.